Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi, everyone. It's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. And welcome back to T42. It is our best friend podcast yep, yep, where yep. we talk about whatever the Fan Wong we wow. want. Fan Wong. This is a name I have not heard And in a face ages. I have not seen. What's she doing now? Is she doing like beauty ads? I don't know, you know. I, I think like recently she was in the news again because apparently she had to like turn down some... I thought she gonna COVID. No, no, no. no. Choi. <laughs> Choi. How dare you say that about our... <laughs> Our fair princess A grand dame Yeah, the closest thing Singapore has to Like royalty, okay <laughs> She got a bit of Hollywood movie before that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, She was recently in the news Because she had to turn down Some big gig in China And then oh. like David Gunn The hairstylist Who's her yeah. best friend Was like bitching about Mediacorp which you know, okay. whatever. Which is what like, they do, lah. You know, I can't believe I know this. Yeah, <laughs> this is a very specific set of uh, information. Yeah, well okay. done, mm, well thanks, done. Thanks, thanks, so, mm. Joe Tan in touch with the culture. <laughs> How are you this week, Kishan? Oh, the school holidays have started, and I'm just so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy for you too. Yes, basically one month of sort of uninterrupted things. You know, school is always on my mind a little bit, but I'm just glad. Hey, MOE, yeah. if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> please, uh, do something about this, lah. Not yeah. cool, lah. Work-life balance, like holiday also want to touch people. Work-life balance does. does doesn't exist. It's a dream. It's, it's a dream. <laughs> what about you, Joel? Uh, I am okay. I'm being. I have. I'm feeling a bit hungover, and you Correct. know why, like You were there for it. Correct from last night, right? Yeah, but you know, I'm trying to stay on top of things. Yeah, it's very good. Very yeah. good. like the good working girl you are. Huh? Yeah, the good like. <laughs> <laughs> she's a working woman. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, time for our first segment of today. Are you home? Surely is the segment where we take apart an aspect of life in Singapore that either fascinates or horrifies us. Often both. And what do we have for the chopping block today? It's a funny little article we found on the internet on oh my God. specifically that <laughs> laughing about it it's like a poll was done and apparently singaporeans fear cockroaches more than death ghosts and loneliness it is such a specific it's can you imagine we fear cockroaches more than all these abstract things it just tell you a little bit about our lives right yeah <laughs> that we live surrounded by cockroaches because honestly we do you know like where i was living in london right i never saw a single insect yeah. A single a insect. single insect. Except That's for those weird. like except for those like pretty like like the cute insects. Like what? Like, like the garden insects. Oh, like butterfly okay. la. Then like the odd You didn't see like the odd fly No, I didn't in the see summer? I didn't see like pests. Okay la. Yeah. It's like only cute insects la. Okay. Tell us a little bit about the survey. So what was done? Okay, okay. So it was uh, conducted by some like pollster called YouGov. It's a right. British pollster. I don't know why they are polling people, right? And then they've taken a poll. Yeah. Uh, and they asked like Singaporeans, right? Like, oh, okay. So they gave this, them this list of things, right? I said on a scale of don't know what to what, how sure. afraid are you of these things? And apparently, right, right like uh, cockroaches ranks much higher than death. Yeah, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so we're going to go through the whole list and talk about each one, right? Correct. Okay. So number one the on number the list. So this is the thing that Singaporeans fear the most. The most, like, the most is drowning. You know what? I can get behind that. Because we're an island. Right? We are in an island. <laughs> we live in an island. So like, I get it lah. Flooding is a real thing. Or yeah, bonding. bonding la, yeah, bonding. it's a real thing. And you know, I I, I recall like my mother t- uh, telling my sister and I growing up, she was saying like, you know ah, you, uh, you live on an island. You must learn how to swim. And that's the reason we went to swimming. Uh, okay, swimming so I'm trying classes. to understand in your mother's imagination, right? What does she think is going to happen? Basically, that- the second flood lah. <laughs> Oh, I thought like invasion. Then the only way you can escape is by swimming. I don't know. She thought like an island would get like basically flooded. No, no. Actually, I think right by the time you swim out, you just get like clogged down by all the oil in the water. Then you cannot move. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But I don't know. Is this a, is this a rational fear? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. It, it surprised me that this is no, number one. Yeah, I think like if you imagine like drowning is probably one of the worst ways to die. Oh, it sounds horrific. It's la. horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Okay, then what's second? That was the second oh. most horrible thing. <laughs> the second most horrible thing is fire. Oh, yeah, completely. Or, or rather, Singaporeans are afraid of fire. Of, uh, they have a fear of fire. Like the element? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what this is. Whether it is death by immolation or whether it's just, I'm afraid of like turning on the stove kind of fire. Or fire like passion. Or- <laughs> 
<laughs> we're Singaporeans. We've got no passion. Really we only drink. We only drink coffee. Shop Co- at Zara. Correct. But hey, I'm afraid of fire. Though. Are you really? Did I not tell you? You know this. Like, I burned down my kitchen before. No. <laughs> have I mentioned it on this podcast? I, I, I know you have. Yeah. But so, did you have a fear of fire before that, or because of the you burning down? Your well, kitchen? okay. I've always feared like being burnt to death like I think yeah from a young age have had like a great deal of empathy for like witches burnt at the stake right and then you just imagine that pain it's just not fun no I just thought you empathize with just being a witch no (laughs) that as well uh, because you know she is she is no like my mom's a nurse right so I was I I, I grew up knowing things like first second degree burns so it's just the idea that there are degrees of burns and the pain is just horrible and then my kitchen burnt down and that was just the worst too much too much much. Mm, yeah I'll tell you the story another time the third the third one on the list is just a bit odd. So this is like drowning, fire, and then number three is reptiles. Are you kidding? Singaporeans are fearful of reptiles. Oh, this is a very broad genus. It, is it, it genus? It, genus, it, right? I think it's, no, I don't think it's genus. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's a very weird thing that what, what do you mean by reptiles? Crocodiles? So is it lizards? It is. You don't know how many people you, you okay, all our friends you see, you hear the the Already, I it's like the hairstand. I, I fucking love hate them. lizards because lizards eat up mosquitoes, and we have a dengue problem in this country. So I'm very happy. That's that a very abstract relationship with a very gross little thing. I think about the whole ecosystem. Okay, no, my mom, my mom <laughs> has a very adversarial relationship with chicha in the house. Okay, adversarial. Like, yeah, she when we used to have therapists at home, at home, she would she hated them so much. The 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 the, the lizards. Yeah, she would catch them and throw them to the therapy tank, and then watch alive. Yeah. She also took great delight in just throwing the lizard into the toilet and flushing them down. Alive? Yes, alive. That she hated is, them. I hate them too because you know they would like I open the cupboard and the fucking lizard would jump. It's happened to me multiple times. Lizards, lizards have would jump out at me, lah. <laughs> lizards have jumped out at you from a on cupboard. my head and face and everything. They just as you. if planned. They're like, no, oh, you know why? He's coming. Why they're so get ready? He's coming. Yes. Because they move so fast, Kishan. I I think that's really funny. Okay, but I also monitor lizard. They're quite scary. That yeah. they can be, but yeah. I don't know. I, I find this reptile thing a, a very specific and strange. Hundred percent relate. Okay. And number four on this list is cockroaches. Yeah, pride of place. You I know, agree. Cockroaches. I get it. Mm. I get that Singaporeans are afraid of cockroaches because I don't like cockroaches. Yeah. I don't like seeing cockroaches in my house. I, if I see a cockroach in my room or in my living room, and I cannot sleep. Until I've gotten rid of it. Yeah, because they 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 symbolize like dirtiness. Correct. And like it's just like ugh, this thing is in my room. Yeah. And they like to like crawl on your face and head kind. Yeah. So I've had all that. Yeah. But I have to say because you know as I said many times in the podcast, I dos I dosen at the zoo. Mm. And and one of the things I do at the fragile forest is I actually handle live Madagascan hissing cockroaches. I was gonna say Madagascan cockroaches because yeah. like when they are of that kind of high uh that kind of pedigree, they are quite special, right? No, they are actually very sweet smelling. I hold them all that sweet smelling. So the the reason for them being so sweet smelling and very clean is because of what they eat. They only eat fruits and vegetables Aww. in the zoo, and so they're insanely clean. And the cockroaches are actually afraid of us. They don't like our smell. They find us dirty. Right. So compared to like our more trashy cockroaches, yeah, because of what those trashy cockroaches, the one that come out from the dustbin, what they eat and what they've been exposed to, that's why they smell a little bit bad. Right. You know. So if cockroaches actually are, you treat them well. Actually, not bad one. You know what I hate most about Consider cockroaches? Consider keeping it as pet. <laughs> yeah, I, when I was growing up and then I was reading this Australian magazine for kids, right? Then they were like, oh, keep a cockroach as a pet. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, I would never. These angmos are like Australian. No, but you know why I hate cockroaches the most? Like, why? they will run towards you. Uh. Have you ever noticed? Like, when you're trying to run away from them, right? They will run towards you, eh. It's I've like, never girl, do you not understand what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, so 100% relate. Okay, right below cockroaches on number five is a very broad category called germs. Mm. I mean... Related, uh. I, I, in this COVIDious times, yeah. I'm going to put germs and viruses together. Do you together. think maybe that's why it's so high up? Uh? Because maybe Sing- Singapore is ordinarily not very germ-phobic, uh, right? You could see a hawker centre. Oh, yeah, true. Uh. Uh. Yeah, la. maybe, maybe, la. maybe it's a... Co- because maybe if you are people that's afraid a of germs, of times, right, you yeah. would return your plates after eating, right? Oh, I hate It's I like, hate you know, it. sometimes hawker centres are very gross at uh, the yeah. way people live. A bit of a yeah. sidetrack, yeah. I hate it when people do not return not, yeah. their cutlery. Sorry, it's not okay. I fucking hate it's, it. It reflects very badly on your mother. Yeah, I uh, yeah. agree. Really? Yeah. And next on the list is heights. Heights. Which I think, you know what, is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. I am terrified of heights. Same. Yeah. Why? Uh, was this anything that happened in your childhood? Do you remember? No, I just think human beings weren't meant to reach those heights. Oh my god, that's what I think. It's also. like, <laughs> sorry, like we weren't meant to live like so many meters or kilometers even above the sea. Yeah. So yeah. it's a natural like 
evolutionary thing, right? Say like basically, girls step away from the edge. Yeah, because if yeah. you go any further, you will fall. Correct. Yeah, and then we'll die. Yeah, it just made things very difficult for me in army. Oh, you know, like there's the obstacle course, then go one, like you know, you oh, Jacob's go ladder. Yeah, I fucking hated that. Oh, uh, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. I, not, that, yeah. That is that is quite frightening. Mm. No, I, I grant you that. Okay, uh, number seven on this list is death. <laughs> Oh, I love how low down. Yeah, like cockroaches death. was number yeah. four, and then death. Death. Uh, reptiles was number three. If I can, ri- if I can remind you, and then death is number seven. I wonder if they meant like, or they thought death in the abstract, right? Like the concept of death. You know, like death that you know the kind of death in Ozymandias kind of death. Oh. <laughs> Like the being forgotten. Yeah, like the the spirit of death or like the angel of death, <laughs> as opposed to you die. You yes, know what I mean? I, I think it's very odd. I I I don't know why why death is no because like I can see lah. It's the way the question is asked lah. It's like yeah, death yeah. by burning is very high up, right? Death yeah. by drowning, but death itself, I think there's something quite philosophical about it. Going like yeah, everybody dies. Death comes to us all. Yeah, so maybe that's why yeah. it's not as no. not as high as that's we why think. cockroaches is higher. But if you tell people specifically about how they're going to die, yeah. then they'll be like, oh, that's very frightening. Correct. That's very frightening. Correct. Then I can this- see how cockroaches are actually more frightening than the spectre than death of death. itself. Yeah, relate, <laughs> relate. Yeah. All right. Uh, number eight is ghosts. Uh, related lah. Related. This one, I am surprised this is not higher up, especially considering our culture. Yeah. Where, you know, we, we talk about uh, no, but I say ghost already, stories all the time, right? I say already, it's because we are not afraid of ghosts so much. They are, we just think of them as like, you know, oh yeah, they're just the neighbours. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> they're just there. And we have rules for engagement, Correct. right? So it's like you see, you know how to deal with it. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't do stupid things, they won't harm you. Correct, Correct. it's yeah. true, it's true. You're Correct. right. So that's why like, basically why it's so middle ground in this list is because we know how to play Correct. the game. Whereas la. cockroaches, right? Mm. You really don't know how to deal with them. One, you Correct. spray. Sometimes they don't die. You put pandan, they laugh. They laugh at you. <laughs> you run at them, they run at you. Correct. It's like, how do you deal with that? It's a real fear system. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, so like, uh, number nine, I think, is public speaking. <laughs> actually, you know. Yeah, this explains our MPs. <laughs> A lot of Singaporeans I know are actually very yeah. scared to speak in public. Yeah. Yeah, I I I, I don't know what it is. I guess I think fear it's, of failure. Fear I of being think it's fear of failure, but also because we have a very weird relationship with language in general, I feel. Ah. It's like um Could be. Yeah, we are like we we sit at a strange intersection of like um being told constantly that the way we speak is not correct and that we have to be very hyper-conscious of our English. For example, if it's in English. You're right. Right? Poss- so no, I feel like... Possibly lah. Yeah. Mm. So but, I, feel, I, I relate to this. But here, let we, we don't know in what language uh, th- th- this this item was meant to be in, right? Yeah, we, but like in know. general, we do have a funny relationship with language here lah. I like, guess, yeah. Like there is a language of formality that actually uh, a lot of people can't enter into very easily. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I, is it sad or is it understandable? I, I find it a bit sad though. But then like, again, also, it does, doesn't have... I think I can... I mean, standing in front of a crowd and talking can be very frightening. It, it speaks... For me, it speaks to a confidence thing. Yeah. And I think about how people then get over... Uh, talked over in, in like... You know, with, with foreigners, especially mm. like... With, let's say with people with white people. And then you always see like the Asians just like cowering mm. in a corner. Don't know how to talk. It's probably a cultural thing. But uh, I've, I've always... I've been very confident with public speaking from a young age. Because like when I was yeah. in primary school... Same. I participated in and won the school... Oratory competition. Oh, yeah, well done. Like my, I, 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 I went. I think it was P five or something, right? And then my mom helped me write the script. Right, it was yeah. the topic was passing fancies. Oh my. Yeah, it's about like trends. Like at the time, like I so I bitch. Wow, you were social commenting even correct, from age correct 11. from the age of ten or eleven. I was already that stupid caustic bitch. You really yeah. were. You really were. But well hey, I won, bitch. Did you? No, you yeah. didn't. Eh, not you. Me? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to some like generic <laughs> hater. Uh, on ten, uh, on, on, number ten on the list rather is, and this one makes sense. Spiders. No, why does this make sense? Uh, spiders much I, lower than cockroaches. Yeah, I get that. Uh, spiders actually freak the fuck out of me. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I because I think that a lot of them are venomous, and ah. I, I don't want, I don't want to have to deal with the fact that they're not or whatever. I just think that you know, uh, I, I, if I see a spider, I'm like, I'm walking out of the room. Really? I don't want to go like, hmm, I wonder if that's venomous Must or not. it be a certain size before you get freaked out? Because they're the really cute little ones that look like... Sure. I know, mean, like, if, little look like balls of... If it's like a, like a daddy long leg sort of situation, which oh, I don't yeah. know if no, a spider daddy actually... daddy long legs are quite harmless, right? Yeah, they're quite harmless. But if I see any sort of spider in general, I'm out of no, there. No, it's the ones that look like they have a bit of attitude that you're a bit scared, <laughs> right? Like the Australian kind, there's far too much hair on them. So and, last, yeah. last year, I went to Australia. Yeah. And the 
I, I tell you, the only thing I was afraid of <laughs> is dying. Have, yeah. having a run-in with a spider. Or anything. No, for me, it was the just spiders. The whole continent is trying to kill you. Correct. So Everything I, in so the continent is trying to kill you. Quick side note here. I once went to Australia for like a playwriting camp, right? And then yeah. there was this British um, playwright who was there who was refused to leave her room because she was so convinced being a sheltered London girl oh, that dear. Like, everything in Australia was trying to kill her. She heard all the yeah. stories from and the continent. true con- enough, like <laughs> we were invaded every day by a kind of like menagerie of yeah, Australian... Something, vet, right? Like, something... Wallabies, kangaroos, you caught in spiders. We were in some rural outposts. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, you were in a rural, rural yeah. part of Australia. I don't know okay, who okay, thought okay. it was a good idea to put a bunch of playwrights in. Yeah, in, that's very in the bush. A, a very specific choice. <laughs> okay, uh, number eleven, and again, understandable cluster of holes. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, I what's think this it's called? called Trichophobia Trichophobia or yeah. something like that. Okay, you know, you know when you look at a lotus pod. Oh, or stop! 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 The, even the no, image stop, stop. of it, right, no. makes me so ah, uncomfortable. Why are you talking about I'm it? I'm gonna move on very quickly because I cannot. Crumpets. I cannot. English muffins. I, uh, no, sh- uh, I cannot. Uh, okay, we're just gonna move on. Number twelve is beehive. Uh, no, wasp, Encl- ne- wasp nest. I am moving on. <laughs> Number twelve is enclosed spaces. So this is claustrophobia. Is I'm this guessing. why Singaporeans like escape rooms so much? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why does that make sense? We are, because we are, you're stuck in an enclosed space. But or maybe because Singapore, maybe Singapore is a giant enclosed space. Uh, maybe lah. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Like, uh, is claustro- Do you know anyone that's claustrophobic? Uh, oh, I'm sure I do. I'm not. Like, I love a tight space. Like, I just like like curl up and hide. In, yeah, yeah. Some like some NPC. That's all you need to make babies. Oh, correct. All you need is a small space. Correct. 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 correct yeah. So Singapore, get over your fear of enclosed because spaces. Because we need start to regeneration for the, the nation. All oh, right, number thirteen on the list. Is dentists. Mm. Okay, I actually am fearful of going to the dentist. Why? It's so healthy and good for you. No. Uh, oh, I cannot. So, the, 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 is it the. So, do you the, remember in the army, uh, you could actually go to the dentist and get your. Wisdom teeth. Get your wisdom yeah, tooth yeah, out yeah. and then they get like one week MC or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was free, right? So, it was covered. So, I thought like. I wish know, I'd done that, yeah. So, I had two wisdom teeth that were giving me problems. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do it because it's fucking free, mm. right? Uh, and then the. I think he was some like. He's not a seasoned dentist. I think he's a new... I, I, right. think, I think that's what they are, right? They're just, right, right. just out of... trainee or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then he said like, okay, so it, I'm, I need to give you a shot of anesthesia and uh, as you as we're doing the surgery, I might cut your nerve. And <gasps> uh, it, th- this is apparently normal risk in wisdom, sur- wisdom tooth surgery. And if I cut your nerve, it, there's a chance that it might not regenerate and you might not be able to feel that part of your tongue. Then I went like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> and it happened. Oh, so it, so I went to the surgery for a month after that I could not feel that portion of my tongue and I'm like okay which portion it was like the uh, back left or something like that oh and I was like okay Lord, let it, this is my life now wait so can you still is no it, no it's, it's back, grown it's back, back. It's okay back. It, it came back so okay. it regenerated it just took a while yeah but that experience freaked the fuck out of me because the drilling noises uh, the fact that there yeah, is yeah, the fact drill. that there is a drill yeah. where your tongue is uh, is not okay no yeah. And you know, for the longest time, if I if I if I remember my history right, in like um, 1800s when dentistry was starting to become an actual profession, they were actually looked down upon. You know, they, it was not a a, a a good profession. It was not a good thing to be. Why? People were like, oh, dentist is low class. Oh. Yeah. This was when it was first starting. Yeah, to be I a think thing. back then they didn't understand the importance of oral hygiene. Yeah, they had wooden yeah. tooth. <laughs> yeah, correct. Were they just like, oh, a tooth falls out? That's some character. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Now I just look like a real Victorian Correct. like street thug. That's right. This character. Okay, 14. Number 14. Loneliness. Ah, oh, touch my heart. Eh? Cross my heart. Why did I? Wow, so sad. Does this hit somewhere home? Wow. <laughs> Kishan. You know, okay. Actually, loneliness is something that I'm fearful of as well. I, yeah, I, think, I think being alone is can be frightening. It can be frightening. Yeah. I once wrote a play that was entirely motivated from the fear of dying by myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. And growing up alone. That's, that's actually... And now I know like I won't scary. be alone. The guy got you. Oh, yes, you do, sis. You do. Do you know in the UK, they actually have a minister of loneliness? What? I believe this is true. They have a ministry of loneliness. Look after... um. The, you know the epidemic of loneliness amongst older people. Oh, I've heard yeah, of this. Because, because You're right. unlike you know um, structures in social structures here where people tend to look after their families in places like the UK, like old people yeah. are often just left alone, and yeah. then a lot of them just die by themselves. Yeah, uh, and you know kind of lead very sad, lonely lives near the end. Uh, so they have someone. They have like a, a a minister to look after this one thing. 
yeah but that says a lot right that means there are there's there's not a small number of people that actually feel this way in the in the in, in wherever this is the UK you said feel what way lonely lah there's not a small number no no it's, yeah. uh, it, it's a huge number that's that's yeah sad. but it's actually just like at the heart of a lot of like um like big cities right it's, actually that's true yeah, it's urban, the, the way we live la. it's yeah. just you know we all live in Urban ennui, you said, yeah. Ennui and anomie. Oh, anomie. Yeah, okay. it's, it's very sad. Like you can feel so lonely in a crowd of people because yeah. it's so alienating to live in a city. Right? It is true. Mm. <sighs> uh, so that was fourteen. So what's like the least scary thing? The least scary thing on this list of fifteen is darkness. Ah, <sighs> so related. Darkness, loneliness. I guess not many people are scared of the dark. I can't imagine there's much darkness no, in because, Singapore, though. Yes, because correct. the lights are on all the time. Correct. So I think our idea of darkness is oh, got street lamp, what? You know, ah. we have never experienced what true darkness is. You know, maybe some of the maybe maybe some of the guys who've been to army, you've been outfield, and then you really experience like no moon, right? You 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 actually experience that level of darkness. I but feel like we've all experienced true darkness, though. Our where po- our politicians, lah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm surprised that isn't on the list. Yeah, that isn't on the list. Yeah, because I'm afraid of this. It's lightning. Oh yeah, lightning yes. is terrifying. Oh my god. Also, like when you were growing up, did not your parents tell you that Singapore has the highest number of lightning strikes in the world? Yeah, and I think that facts. I think that fact is it's still true. Yeah, people, yeah, we correct. have a lot of lightning related deaths here. It's frightening. Or like adjacent know, to lightning, the lightning strike the tree, the tree branch hit the woman and she died. Happens <laughs> a, happened a few times. Actually, already. it, was, yeah. it happened in botanical gardens. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that was lightning, you but like, it's, it's You the advisories when you were a kid, they were like, when it's raining, don't hide under a tree. Yeah, this yeah. is good sense. Yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 oh, do don't go swimming when it's like... Yeah, what yeah. if it strikes the swimming pool? Oh, God. It's lightning strike, very dangerous one. Yeah, but <laughs> you're going to hate people saying this. Yeah. <laughs> the most scary lightning is the PAP. What? <laughs> sis? <laughs> Singapore number one most scary thing. Mm. Now it's time for lukewarm takes. Ooh. We're two elder millennials. That's us. Yep, yep. Talk about something that's happening in the world today. So, Joel, what can we talk about today? Well, first of all, it's Trans Awareness Month. Yes, good shout. Good yeah, shout. Yeah, so let's like, you know, shout that out. And yes. like today specifically, as we're recording this, is Trans Day of Remembrance. That's right. right. To the remember twin- all yeah. our trans like siblings who have been killed. Um, fought the good fight, basically, for right. Who have been subject to all kinds of violence, who who fought the good fight for yeah. liberation all over the world. Yeah. Uh, and who have taught us all so much. So let's like just yep. hold them in our thoughts as yeah, we exactly. proceed with today's episode. Mm. But specifically, uh, we're going to talk something that's quite adjacent to that, actually. Adjacent, yeah. Yeah, it's Harry Styles. Yeah, you, colour you surprised. You didn't think we were going to say that, did you? What, Harry Styles? No, yeah, dear okay, so like a lot of people are very surprised, right? But I actually really dig Harry Styles. I mean, first of all, he's... Dig as in... As in he's Gorgeous lah, but he's a handsome man. Yeah, yeah but his agree, music yes. is really good as well. Sure, he he can hold a tune. Yeah, watermelon sugar. Especially <laughs> since he broke out from watermelon sugar. Whatever that one direction. Group, yeah. Yeah. Ever since he struck out on his own on his own solo career, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's good, he was it's always good. going through like he was like kind of like the sh- the golden boy of the lot. Can right? tell, right? Yeah. Can but tell. I mean, the reason why we're talking about Harry Styles is not because he's a gorgeous um, man who sings beautiful songs, but mm-hmm. because he's recently appeared on the cover of Vogue. That's right. One of very few men who have appeared solo on the cover of Vogue, and more importantly, he appeared in a series of um fashions that were very gender bending, including right. gowns and dresses and skirts, and you know, like the the. The response to that cover has been quite ecstatic on one hand, where people are going like, oh, he, the people are describing him as the new face of gender neutral fashion. Exactly. And like lauding his, you know, gender bending um, activism and efforts and mm. raising awareness of like the, 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 the you know, the, the tearing down of the binary. Yeah. Um, but and, on the other and hand. And on the other hand, it's also attracting a lot of like. Uh, yeah, we have a text by the right wing. Uh, very predictable. I love the right wing. The, yeah, the so right predictable. Wing. What have they been saying? Basically saying that oh we want our men to be manly and we yeah. need them to be masculine and someone wearing dresses is taking that masculine aspect of men right. away from. I think from I them. see. I've seen some of these responses. It's very it's, like. It's a very uh, tiring. Is this what men look like now? It's a very tiring argument. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh we want our men to be men. Yeah, it's <laughs> like why do you want like men to be so toxic and bland and straight? Yeah. It's like do we have we not all suffered under that version of masculinity for so long? Correct. Like do we really just want our fathers to reproduce themselves over and over again? Right. Exactly. Right. Right. So I don't my my take on this when I when I saw that article was Which one? The, the the Harry Styles article ah. the, the fact that he's now the new the the, the so face, called the face the of face of gender neutral fa- fashion right? right is that at first I read it I was like okay mm. but then my immediate response was this is not new what is not new this the fact that someone is gender be- wearing gender bending ah, fashion right. or like a, a, a man 
uh, in a dress. Yeah, basically. in a dress is really not new. And I got very puzzled by the fact that he was exalted, you know, and put on a pedestal, going like, "Oh wow, this is groundbreaking. This is amazing." It's not exactly groundbreaking. It is isn't. It? Yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm all. I'm thinking. All I want to say is that people need to take a step back and realize where this is coming from. Right, there's a whole heritage of, you know, gender bending, fashion and aesthetic that traces back obviously to the queer underground. Exactly. But like even pop culture, right, you've got people like David Bowie and Prince who were kind of innovating in their time, Elton John, uh, all, and, and, and you know, like artists and everyone from all over the world who've exactly. kind of been blurring that line for a long time. Yeah, so yeah. the fact that he was put on a pedestal, actually, as I was reading the whole article and, and hearing what he has now become, I was like, this annoyed me mm. because they made no reference to history. Right. Uh, it, made it, it made it seem like, oh, this is so, so groundbreaking. Right. Yeah, and I, I wish that they referenced all that history. I don't know. On some level, right, I feel that, yes, of course, this is the way one ought to feel when we think about culture, right? That it's always, there's always a history behind every moment in culture. Sure. And like a magazine like Vogue being a high fashion magazine should, you know, pay its dues in this way, right? But at the same time, it's just like, I'm, I, I, where I'm so empathetic to this strain in the conversation, but at the same time, I'm also like, yeah, I mean, of course, what do we expect? It's Vogue, right? It's celebrity culture. It's, it's an extremely like, white magazine. It's, yeah, it's extremely white. It's extremely like, you know, uh, at the heart of a certain kind of mainstream appreciation um, of these kinds of things. Harry Styles himself is a very mainstream pop figure. It's like, there's yeah. no, yeah, yeah. It would have been amazing if like Vogue had like, through Harry Styles brought on a bunch of like queer people of color in their beautiful gender bending fashions, trans people. Yeah, sure, it would have been great, but it would have just been this, and that itself would have been a very plastic kind of thing where the magazine could just pat itself on the back even more oh, so than it already is doing and go, yeah, yeah. it'd be really tokenistic and it'd be just like, yeah, let's take off our diversity, uh, Black Lives Matter. Right, we're done for the year. Yeah, queer trans lives matter box for the year. Yeah. Right? Uh, and there will have been something very cheapening about that too. Correct. The thing that irritates me the most is the the kind of like peop- the kind of starry eye thing of people going like, oh, this is going to change the way people think about gender and fashion and like what men look like. And I'm just like, no, it's not. It's really not. It's like I I I just think like um you know Vogue is Vogue is what it is and celebrity culture is what it is and celebrities are always given permission to be a little bit more extra a little bit more glamorous and do stranger things than the rest of us like I will this really I really kind of like change the way people like think about gender non-conformity but you see for me it is through that license that they get to be a little bit more extra to be a little bit more out there that the you think everyday, they exert, they that exert the, an influence? Exactly, that the everyday person is able to see the fringe. Sure. You know? I just think that it's setting, it's setting people up for a certain kind of like disappointment because like you see the possibilities that are out there but this is not yet the world we live in, right? By and large, it isn't. Correct, like, la, but it so, allows people to understand the world is bigger than yeah, their own I mean, yeah. four walls, right? Yeah, but still, it's very like from you can just see from the right-wing response, right? And you know, like violence against queer bodies tends to come from you know the right wing of course and not even the right wing like mm. lots of people who wouldn't think of themselves as right wing have very funny attitudes about yeah, very conservative ideas about this can be very conservative if not with the violence of their fists then with the violence of their eyes and their stares oh yeah for and, sure and their, and their subtle bullying like you know it's, it's great that Harry Styles is doing what he's doing but Harry Styles is a celebrity he's very rich he's white he will never ever in his life walk down the street in the same way any of us would. Yeah. He walks around with Understand. security detail. People are screaming to see him. You know, I mean, we're on the street that he's a pretty down to earth celebrity, but he's still like, you know, in he's that, still a celebrity, like he, he's still cushioned yeah, and protected from a lot of things. He's completely cushioned from living life in any in any way that's close, even remotely close to the way a queer person yeah. who has been practicing this aesthetic and practicing this like form of self actualization yeah. for whom well, a queer yeah. person is this is real life. Yeah, it's real life, yeah. and it's it can be very fucking dangerous. Absolutely, like even my own family, right, which is very accepting already. Whenever I've done drag and done make put on makeup and put on drag and left the house for a show my dad right refuses to look at me refuses yeah refuses to look at me and he really fucking hates that I do it and there's there's something very difficult about that um and you know like just the other day I saw like I told you the other night right I just saw this gay couple holding hands at City Hall where? City Hall out in public yeah out in public just walking through the train station and the stairs they were the stairs they were getting you know um like it's and and you know all of these stories of like bullying of queer kids in schools and everything uh, it's not funny right and like just because 
some beautiful, very rich celebrity appears on the cover of Vogue does not mean that the fundamental homophobic structures of our society are going to be magically no, overturned. Of, of course not. But yeah. I, I think why the far right got out and spoke so much against this, right? right. It's simply because they, they saw themselves in Harry Styles. You right. know, so he, Harry Styles is a white man, a masculine presenting, right. you know, ladies man all sorts of they talk, sing about all sorts right. of shit and, and they then, probably like his songs they probably like <laughs> it. No, yeah they probably like his songs yeah. you know, they think he's a guy's guy and then suddenly to see him someone they see themselves in you know, they see themselves in to wear a dress and to put something on they suddenly feel very attacked like their own image is, well, I, I'm, is I, being I'm, t- torn down I, I'm not sure about that I'm sure there's you know sure but like for me it's this long-standing critique that the right has had of, um, you know, the conversations people are having about gender and they feel, they feel that overall, like, men are becoming softer. Yeah. Men are being encouraged to be to be gentler and less hard. Yeah, right? that it's okay to cry. Yeah, it's okay to cry and there's a Which lot... Which it is, yeah. it's okay to cry. And I think that the, the kind of very gut response from people like that is that, no, men should be hard and tough and they should lead. You know, they should be ruthless and they should be strong and and powerful and forceful and violent because that's what um, the world needs right now. I think I saw this horrible tweet circulating from some like far-right asshole about how the East already knows that strong men are what societies need to get us through things. We don't what? need namby-pamby. Yeah, the East. Because, you know, the East, to their conception, right, has like autocrats and dictators and they kind of like oh. low-key admire that. Oh my God, really? Yeah. That's a strange turn. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> It's all tied with this strange, like, um, you know, belief that power is situated in the hands of men. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly. So I teach in a boys' school, right? So mm. it's what I tell my 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 boys all the time. I mm. tell them it's okay, firstly, to ask for help mm. because they don't want to be seen as weak, and for mm. them, asking for help is weakness. Mm. Crying is weakness. Mm. To lose is weakness. Yeah. To get things wrong is weakness. Yeah, and I don't. I think it's very detrimental to everyone, themselves yeah. included, yeah. to think about. To think about themselves, to think about being a man as that. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Yeah. Right. So, so it's okay. Yeah. On some level, you know, sure, I'm all for like, you know, pop culture softening the image of men, which is something that has been happening for a very long time. Harry Styles is definitely not the first to participate in this movement, if it is a movement. My, I mean, He's prop to my to my eye, kind of low key appropriating a kind of aesthetic anyway, you know, an aesthetic that was, as I said, yeah, of course, appropriate, invented, invented in the queer underground that is like lived as a lived reality for so many people, and I think we're actually living through this moment now anyway, where like the whole idea of like the the gender non-conforming, the non-binary aesthetic is actually a thing, like it's become a little bit. You know, it's, to almost, be, it's, a, it's a bit on trend. It's almost, almost trendy, la, right? La. For especially amongst like a younger set to be very yeah. like, oh, what's gender, right? Correct. And then I, you know, I think that's really cool and really important. But it's also there's something kind of weirdly appropriative about it. Yeah. And strange because it kind of reduces, um, you know, uh, queer interventions in gender purely to outward aesthetic but that's actually you can't necessarily just do that because not yeah. all trans people not all non-binary people express themselves in that kind yeah, of it's not fashion aesthetic it's not just about what we yeah, wear and, and it, our it's aesthetic not. Yeah. and it, it's, it, it's, it's important to kind of like be sensitive to that that like you know it's all contextual many trans people can't afford to, wear, sure. to put on the aesthetic both economically but also in terms of like their safety um, and the more we start to like locate you know, queerness in an aesthetic, the more of um, a barrier to entry that becomes, and in, in a way, it can become quite oppressive. You know what I mean? It's like, not all trans people look the same. But not all non-binary people look the same. I mean, yeah. of course, the, the plus side of this is that it kind of normalizes, you know, a way, yeah. a way of being, right? And maybe kind of paves the way. For sure. Yeah, but at the same For time... For acceptance. Yeah, la. but like, you know, it's... Like we are speaking in a pretty privileged circle now, definitely in a city like ours, and even then, right? Question mark over that, but like you know, you just <laughs> never know what kind of like access to anything people are having in any part of the world, and yeah. how like dangerous it is to live visibly queer in the world today. Uh, so I I feel like this is all part of that big underwater part of the iceberg when we talk about yeah um about these things right that is this it's 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 one thing to say that harry styles is an icon or something but then actually what is he an icon of because mm-hmm. like queerness is so varied yeah. and diverse and there's so many circumstances and and different ways of being that like um it's, it's impossible to feel fully account for the whole conversation yeah and i i don't know i just feel like whatever law yeah law. <laughs> No, this yeah, 
Like that lah. Yeah, I mean, like when I first saw it, I was I was underwhelmed because I was just like, yeah, I know exactly the these things. Are, yeah, you these know, things go in cycles. You, you know exactly how the conversation is gonna pan out. Yeah, it, and no, it pans but, out like this lah. But yeah. that's what frustrates me. Mm. You know that this is cyclical, and like, haven't we been here before? Like, why are we so stupid? Like, we, we do we not understand our no, history? No, I think it's just, I don't, yeah, it's just very it's just, frustrating. Yeah, we just live through a constant state of amnesia, and honestly, I think people just have very low expectations oh. of like culture. You know. That's I don't know. It's just depressing a bit, lah. I don't know if it's depressing, like whatever, lah. I'm just going. I'm going to listen to some Harry Styles songs after this, and like <laughs> go and like lust after some of his photos. He's a beautiful man. Yeah, and he looks good in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> Better than me. <laughs> <laughs> mm, is yeah, it? My dad would agree. <laughs> Bite-sized science. Yeah. The segment in which our resident science expert Kishan Kumar Singh gives us me? some bite-sized science that's to help me. us get through 21st century living. And honestly, there is no topic more salient <laughs> to 21st century living than what we've got for you today. And oh. it's none other than the vaccine. It's finally here. Is it here though? Oh, good That's part. the question. That's yeah. a great I question. I feel like you're about to tell us everything. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm about to give you basically a summary of what's what, what's happening, especially in the context of Singapore. Right. Okay? But preamble. Yes, okay? what is the preamble? I want to just say from the get-go <laughs> that I am 100% unequivocally for a vaccine. The reason I'm putting this out there, I mean, yeah, of course, right? You look at me going like, yeah, of course. Why would you have to say this at all? It, it kind of gives you a sense of what's going to come, oh, right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Are we, the return of the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> so I'm 100%, I want to say it again, I'm 100% for the vaccine. If a vaccine is available and it is safe, I will be the, I will drag my family, my friends, I'll say, you're going to get it. So right. I am all for it. I just right. want to say that. Huh? And now we get to the juicy stuff. Okay? okay. Yes. So first, let's start with, hey, what do we know? What do we know? What do we know? So news is in about like early phase three success, right? So uh, a bunch of vaccines have gone into phase three of their development, meaning right. uh, human trials. Right. Right. And we've received some wonderful news uh-huh. that, oh my God, it's like more than 90% uh, efficient. Uh, like more than 90% efficacy. Right. First, what the fuck does efficacy mean? Yes, I was going to ask. Okay. So vaccine efficacy basically tells us, uh, it indicates that uh, a percentage reduction of you ever getting that disease. So if a vaccine has an efficacy of 90%, that means now you're, uh, there's a 90%, uh, there's a 90% reduction of you getting that disease. Ch- the 90% risk of you getting the disease. Lower, reduction, reduction right. of risk. Okay? Right, right, right. So if, compared to someone who's va- uh, not vaccinated, uh, you know, so uh, an efficacy of over 90% is That's pretty intense is yeah. unbelievably good right. you know so it's great so so we've heard of uh, I think there are three biotech companies uh, I can't remember their names but they've all reported over 90% vaccine efficacy how do they test for this efficacy though? so what do they do is that they basically carry out uh, studies where yeah. they vaccinate a bunch of people yeah. and they don't vaccinate uh, another group of people give uh. them a pl- uh, not a placebo but give them a What's the word called? Water. Yeah, I guess it's like a placebo. <laughs> and then like they they just track them and see how many people get uh, get get uh get COVID. Okay, I'm see what? So you're just like saying there's a bunch of people who are unvaccinated who are just out in the world and told to live normally who might get it. No, to live normally within safe safe measures, like isn't like you still wear your mask, you still do you still do what you would right. have done anyway. So what if la? these people who've been vaccinated with a thing just decide to stay home and like not expose sure, themselves? Whatever. So how, then how do you test for so, the efficacy? So this is where numbers matter. The more numbers, the higher numbers you get, higher number of test subjects you get, yeah. the closer you get to an understanding of general population. Because then you have all sorts of behaviors accounted for. Oh, okay. You see what I so mean? So how what different biotech companies deal uh have different uh Test subjects, right. uh, number of test subjects. So I, I don't have the specific numbers, right? But they, I know for a fact that because they wanted to hurry this, they wanted to hurry the vaccine because the world has basically gone like stop, has stopped, right? Yeah. So uh, I don't think they've gotten very large numbers, lah. Okay. But they've gotten uh, statistically significant numbers. Okay. See, so, I'll never understand statistics and how it works. Large it's, enough, lah. Let's yeah. just put it's it that just way. like how, like you know, on election night, right, when they release the the early count and then they, yeah. the, what they say, like the before the. Yeah, like they, they they take a test sample, right? Yeah. Of like, was it like a couple of thousand? 
think or like even a hundred yeah, votes 100 and they plus. managed to predict with a very small margin of error what the result is. I'm just mm. like, it's mind-blowing to me how this works. Correct. I wish I had that brain, but I don't. <laughs> so I'm just going to take your word for it that when they Can. say it's effective, it's effective. Appreciate, appreciate. Okay. Mm, yeah. Okay. So is this good news? That's my second question. Is this good news that we have three vaccines that have been reporting high efficacy? 100%. It is great news. Yeah. For sure, it is great news. I don't know who this rhetorical question... Who you're asking this rhetorical question No, like, I'm signposting this. <laughs> la. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, like, are we in eight days magazine? <laughs> Kishan, what are you doing? <laughs> so that our dear listeners can follow. Uh, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So yes, it is wonderful news that we have <laughs> that we have created this vaccine so fucking quickly. Do you know how uh, the quickest vaccine before this COVID vaccine was made? It took four years, you know, and that was the mum's vaccine. Four years to make wow. a vaccine. Because it's not so urgent. And la. we have done this... You know, in... I actually have had friends who've gotten mums. <laughs> <laughs> why did they go get vaccine? That's why, because no one cares. What's it, happening? It's just like puffy a bit on you. I know. <laughs> okay, but this vaccine took like less than a year to 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 go into phase three. Wait, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's ready, but to go into phase three no, took less than a year. I remember reading early in the days that like the scientific community was rallying around this oh, course they did. and they were just like short doing, taking yeah. not shortcuts, but like normally there had been a lot of peer review and stuff like that, but they were like kind of short circuiting it in a way sure. and doing a lot of open source sharing that, no, that's a good way yeah. that's a good way so to put god it god bless our scientists no not only yeah. that god bless dolly fucking parton what who, <laughs> yeah you know we're not gonna you nine two five she, da, 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 dolly she parton. funded because she was friends with some scientists uh and they were talking about uh back in when when covid was just coming up they, they were talking and then this scientist who was working on one of the vaccines said that oh i think we have something we have something uh, ah. big you know and dolly parton's like yeah here's a bunch of money get to it get to step in and so she basically funded one of the vaccines. Right. Dolly fucking Patton. Um, Queen. 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 I did not know this. Yeah, but that's something to be said because the world is rallying around this. Yeah. It's not just scientific community. It's everyone. Everyone, everyone People wants to... People with money. Everyone yeah. wants to like, like get back to what they understand is normal, you know? So yeah. So yeah Often that. to some detriment. La, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm. My next question in this <laughs> eight-day style fashion yeah, is... Yeah, it's a listicle, huh? But do we really know everything about the vaccine? Of course we don't. Mm. <laughs> First thing, is one dose enough? That is the problem, okay? Mm. Uh, so far, many of the studies have shown that one dose is not enough. We'll probably need to take a booster shot, which oh. is fine. Many many uh, vaccines do that. Some need two, some need three. Like HPV, I know you need three. So, <laughs> why? <laughs> this, I feel very bad because like, I went to get my Hep B shot, oh, right? such a waste. And I know then this. I got my first shot and then I forgot to go. Oh, then I was too lazy to go and get my boost. You heard that not? Shot, he so was lazy leh. But imagine, this is me, eh. I'm so responsible. Shut up, this is terrible. <laughs> so anyway, there's the dosage issue, okay? It's one Wait, dose So it's more, more likely that it's not going to be a one-dose thing. No, it'll probably mm. be a two-dose thing, right? Okay? So the next very important question is, how long does immunity last? Is mm. this lifelong immunity? Mm. Unlikely. Many scientists are, are saying that it's unlikely it's going to be lifelong immunity. The problem is because they just started phase three trials and the good news that we're hearing about the efficacy is just very early news. We don't know how long this immunity is going to last. It could actually fizzle out in six months. Oh, it could God. fizzle out in a year. Then after that, you need double booster again. I mean, no one knows. There's a lot of questions here. <sighs> okay? Third one. We say efficacy of 90%, 94.5%, 95%, whatever, right? But this is of a very specific subset of humans in the world. There are so many different types of people mm. and many different people have different... Uh, their genomes function differently, their bodies function differently. But also, obviously, their the way they live exactly. and their and the, and the lived environment. Exactly. Yeah. So, efficacy, what do we mean by that? What is right. the efficacy rates for different this, So, this is what I meant. So, like, in this, like, sample pool of, say, like, a thousand test subjects, sure. right? If they're in a place with, like, that is not super crowded and they have access to space where they can isolate, sure, right? Yep. So, like, but what happens if, like, it's a very crowded city where, you know, where maybe, like, things aren't so up to scratch and there's, like, Correct. high risk of transmission Mission. Correct. So that, what, how does that get factored What you in? do is that you take sample sizes enough from different populations oh, so see. that it's representative of the world. Ah. Which is why I say as long as your sample size goes up, right. you tend to get closer to what right. is open inverted commas reality. Right. Yeah. So, and then of course, other than these different efficacy rates amongst populations, there are also contraindications. Meaning, I love a contraindication. Maybe, maybe this vaccine is not suitable for some people. Oh, you know, for whatever yeah, yeah. reason, there's all all sorts of that. All right, like um, so like for older people, for example, it might actually like, it might work. Uh, the efficacy rate might be lower, or right. it might not be um, uh, might not be wise for them to even take a vaccine. Right. You know what I mean? When it brings me to my last and final uh problem, mm. okay, that I think uh for me is the most serious. 
are there any long-term effects? The answer to that is we have no idea. We've created a vaccine so quickly in six months. Amazing, amazing job. Okay, right. But because the testing, we're only so far into phase three testing, we don't know what the long-term effects are. You know what, right? Like, this just makes me think of how all the major psychedelic drugs were invented in an accidental way. So maybe this <laughs> vaccine will just give people some intense maybe trips. La, or they maybe. can all fly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're off. Yeah, maybe everybody can fly after this. No, but this brings up very interesting ethical issues. Because mm. if let's say, if let's say uh, a country gets their hands on enough vaccines to vaccinate the entire population, mm. okay? And then should they enforce it on everyone, knowing the uh, knowing that actually we don't know enough about the vaccine yet? What are the ethical implications here? Should I can I, as a member of this country who you, you want to vaccinate everybody, say that actually I don't want to take the vaccine? Right, okay because not. who knows, right? Down the line, six months they realize it actually causes cancer. Exactly. And it's not yeah. because I'm an anti-vaxxer, but because maybe I understand the process enough to know that, hey, I have some questions. But is there not this risk with any vaccine or like because most vaccines are made with such a long runway that yeah. there's enough time to test out all the possibilities there's that yes so does it not suggest that actually at this stage we're all very happy that there's a vaccine right but then in order for it to be ethically and pra- practically viable they're going to have to like delay the release so that they can run as many tests as possible uh, or- sure that, that's what like maybe if let's say now it's such good news right with the yeah. efficacy but let's say January uh, touch wood suddenly the efficacy drops and all those people who got vaccinated are all uh, now have like- some brain damage then immediately we're back to square one, you know. Right. Yeah. So we are. It sounds like good news, but we're still on thin right. ice. Yeah, we're still on thin ice. I think. Yeah. Okay? Also yeah. because like we don't in fact know when we're gonna have access to a vaccine no. at all. And that brings me to the next part right. of of my question. Like, when are we going to get the vaccine? Right. Now there are whole lots of issues regarding production and distribution. Okay. So there's only so many vaccines that can be produced at any one time. Alright, and there's so many fucking people on Earth, close to eight billion people on Earth. Thanks for that statistic. And if yeah. we want and if we want to achieve some sort of herd immunity, about 70, 60 to seventy percent of these eight billion need to be vaccinated. Whoa. That is a whole bunch of people. Would this be one of the world's largest vaccination exercises? Possibly uh, in history. Possibly. Possibly. I think right? There was another one before TB, this. Yeah. Maybe. But I, I can't remember right. anymore. Yeah, but but yeah, it, it's gonna be an intense thing. So now there are two two things to think about within country distribution and between country distribution. Mm. So within countries, let's say we get X number of vaccines in Singapore, for example, right. in a population of uh, about close to six million. Who do we give it to first? You know? Who who makes that decision? Right. And what is that decision based on? Do we give it to the elderly, the people who are going to probably get the disease and we want to save them? The sick, the medical professionals, the mm. scientists who are working on this so we can protect them? Who makes the decision? Essential workers. Yeah, essential yeah. workers, all these things. And do we give it to them knowing that the virus is only so far uh, into its long-term effects? Uh, under- uh, our, understanding our understanding of it. Of, yeah. Mm. So, so, big questions here. I have no answers to them. But... What about between countries? Because as I said... They're manufactured uh, in one place. They're manufactured in a bunch of places, but we cannot produce so many at this... uh, We cannot produce so many instantly. Mm. So who decides which country has it first? And this is an economic problem because every country wants their citizens to be mobile. Because the moment you're mobile in this global economy, then you can start upping your your country's economy again and save it from the shit that's in now. Yeah. So which country gets it first? You know, so there's going to be some politics here. There's going to be awful politics injected into this, haha, injected <laughs> into this whole thing. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be very, very, I don't know. I, I, I hope it doesn't turn dirty. I hope there's some system in place. It will be like a really nasty bidding war, won't it? I don't know. And it just be richest country first, lah. We Maybe, know that. right? Like, yeah. How else are they going to bid it? Yeah. But like, then surely the international community will come together and say, look, there needs to be a different set of parameters here. Yes. Where it can't just be like the USA with all its money or China with all Absolutely. its money, right? So the World Health Organization is working together with this organization called G- GIVA, G-I-V-A. I-, I really forget the acronym, but it's to do with immunizations mm. to see how best to inoculate the world right basically so that brings us back to home what does this mean for us Mm. you and me in Singapore so in good 100% Singapore fashion we already set up one task force what to to think about how and how to uh, vaccinate how to how to distribute the vaccine who gets it first are they gonna do a rehearsal (laughs) (laughs) 
Especially like, okay, everybody come here and do your then, rehearsal. We're just injecting you with saline. Then maybe they hire you, Joe. You can do, can do <laughs> right, yeah. To do what? The arts, like, you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, whole song and yeah, dance. they will enlist the artists to like, to say, vaccination Correct. is okay. You need it to get through the day. Oh my God, you've called it. They're probably going to, da, 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 they're probably going to do da, da, a jingle. Auntie, get your shot. No, 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 no. Get hot. it while it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, the task force is thinking about this and I believe in a Straits Times article like released two days ago only that plans to vaccinate certain groups starting 2021. That's very soon. With what? But they never like say... Like the, 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 the developmental vaccine. drug? No, the actual vaccine. Ah. Uh, so the uh, so give it a few more months, the vaccine will be cleared to for mass production and Singapore is actually working with one of these biotech companies to actually produce it. Uh, it is, yeah, I think I remember reading about this. Like We had struck some deal because we contributed so we much contributed. to the process. Right? Yeah, yeah, one of the American companies. So... Uh, we are going to start vaccinating vulnerable groups starting 2021. The only thing that the article was a bit thin on was when exactly in 2021. And I don't blame them for being thin because who I mean, knows? like, what is the future? Yeah. Yeah. 2021, will that even happen? Correct. Exactly. 2021 yeah. is very long. In, in like COVID times, uh, it's six weeks away. A lot can happen in six can weeks. Can we just there. take a sidebar here to talk about, right? Like, how weird time feels. Like, yeah. how, you know last night we were talking about how quickly the year seems to have passed? Oh, yeah. Like, I can't even start processing that it's November, you know, because it just feels like this whole year has gone down the drain. There are only 10 more days to November before it crazy. becomes December. Yeah. It's insane. God. Yep. So anyway, that was a bit of a summary of yeah. Of where we're at. Thanks, Kishan. That was very educational. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I felt like, you know, a lot of people are just going like, oh, the vaccine has been found, but obviously there's so much in the yeah. way of that even becoming vaguely yeah. um, practicable, right? Yeah, but again, I want to reiterate what I said at the very start of this. I know it sounds very gloom and doom, and I know there are a lot of questions around vaccines. And whenever I talk about vaccines, I'm very careful. Why? Uh? Because I know that there are people out there who have poor understanding of vaccines. And I don't blame them for it because you kind of need to know to, to understand, right? right? You need to have studied it a little bit or maybe do the research and not many people want to do that. And because of that misinformation, people are going to have very negative right. emotions about vaccine. And yeah. I, I, I know I sounded very gloom and doom about it, but all I'm trying to say is that there are questions. Right. And these questions will have answers in a few months. We right. just need to wait, which is why nobody is vaccinating anybody uh, right now, you yeah. know, they're still in trials. I, I mean, I just like foresee a whole bunch of like news reports about anti-vaxxers taking to the streets of American cities protesting like... They the already vaccine. are. They already are doing it's, it. It's but... stupid. So remember what I said at the start. If a vaccine comes out, it's probably going to be safe already and we should all vaccinate. Yeah, there's, we should all get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, no question about no that. No question, la, but I mean, you and I look at each other and go like, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, all must. those don't get vaccinated, well, just put them on a ship and send yeah. them out to sea. La. Yeah, correct. You're going yeah. to live in like, like yeah. uh, one of live, the islands, yeah, uh, St. John. Island, yeah. yeah, St. John last time got lepers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now you go there, la, fine. You don't want like, you, you own self go and then like, maybe you will form some kind of like, you know, alternative human race yeah. millions of years from Good luck, sisters. Yeah, like all mm. got five legs. Correct. Oh, happy birthday, COVID-19. Yeah, you're in the air, right? Literally, if you Correct. can hear us. Like, happy fucking happy birthday. birthday, you piece of shit. It's been one year, COVID. It's been one fucking year, you whore. Can you fuck off? Just fuck off. Nobody likes you. Ah, so, Joel, you know when the vaccine come out, right? We go together, one not? Yeah, let's. We go together. Yeah. yeah. We like both shot. I see them. We're like, we're here for shots. Yeah. Why not? Can. A different kind of shot. And shots then they'll be like, like, uh, actually, we will only vaccinate you, Kishan, because you're more useful to society than this one. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah. We live in some dystopia. Yeah, it's like, this one, just stay at home lah. Correct. And yeah, then wait for everybody to be immune, then you come Yeah, out. all those mm. they never vaccine, they put one side of Singapore. Yeah. And then actually, it will be, Jurong. correct, it will be a very <laughs> useful way for them to finally get rid of all the troublemakers. Oh yeah. my it's like, god. We, yeah, then they can say, oh, we only have limited resources, so we can only vaccinate the good people. The others, uh, we just put you in some camp somewhere, you wait it out. And then actually while waiting it out, right, they just get rid of us slowly oh. one by one. That's horrible. Yeah, they've already done it with Jolivan Wham. Right? Oh! Yeah? Charge him for holding up a sign and eh? one man assembly. Leh. They're just waiting to do it to the rest of us only. And this brings us to the <laughs> end. <laughs> Yeah, um, happy birthday, COVID. Of T for two. Yeah. This is Kishan signing off. And this is Joel signing off. Don't let them kill you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.